Thank you for downloading or podcasting this track. This recording has been remastered to provide the best sound possible given the audio environment of the original recording session. Mosaic Silver Spring is a faith community located just inside the Capitol Beltway in Montgomery County. For more information, please visit our website, www.mosaicsilverspring.org, and we'll see you in the neighborhood. All right. Perfect. Uh, Good morning, church. Um, As Dan said, the scripture is printed in your handbook, and it's also on the screen there. And um, if you have a Bible, turn to Exodus 20. Um, Exodus Exodus 21 to 2. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Uh, From Mark 7. Now the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem. They saw that some of the disciples ate with their hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews uh, do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as washing of cups and pots of copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written? This people honors me with, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me. Teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandments of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles his father and mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever you, whatever you would have gained from me is Corbin, that is given to God, then you, do, you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And many, many such things you do. This is the word of the Lord. Um, Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this morning where we can gather um, both in person and online. I pray that you um, be with Pastor Dan right now as he speaks your word um, and preaches to us on what it means to love and honor, Lord, what it means to love and honor you as our everlasting Lord, what it means to honor our parents, um, whatever relationship we might have with them, um, what it means um, for those of us as parents as to, to parent our children and for our ch- children to um, love and honor us, Lord, and to love and honor one, um, each other as um, brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. I pray that you would just open our um, ears, um, open our hearts to receive your word, um, and give um, Pastor Dan the, the words to um, speak directly to us, Lord. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Connie. All right, Uh, as we start the Sunday morning service, I want everyone to put their hand up. We're going to do Put Your Finger Down Challenge, Sunday Sunday morning edition. So the way that this will work is that you'll hold just one hand, not two, uh, as you might see elsewhere. And anytime I'll be saying a list of prompts, and anytime you have done or you can relate to that prompt, then you put a finger down. The name of the game is to not have all your fingers down. So, put a finger down if you don't know what commandment we're looking at this morning. 
All right, we're off to a good start. <laughs> Put a finger down if you have actively disobeyed your parents, your teachers, your supervisors at any point in time this week. Put a finger down if you have uh, ignored a warning from your boss, your teacher, or your parent. Uh, put a finger down if you have aggressively uh, chewed out your child or someone who's a new hire at your workplace or someone that you have just met uh, that, for something that wasn't that big of a deal. Put a finger down if you have talked back to your parents, your teacher, or your supervisor. Put a finger down if you have not responded with a yes ma'am or yes sir when speaking to a parent, teacher, or supervisor. And put a finger down if you didn't look your parents in the eye when talking to them. All right, we're all good to go. And I see that we have a wide variety of fingers up and that is perfectly okay. Uh, I did this little activity with us this morning because uh, the put your finger down challenge does a lot for us. You see, first, if you did not put any fingers down, you might feel pretty proud of yourself. I did a wonderful job. I was super respectful in every single way to everyone around me. If you maybe just put one or two fingers down, or if you at least had one finger up, you might look around and see, okay, who else has put their finger down for these prompts? And so there is this first, this reality of uh, how well did I do? How well did I measure up? Secondly, what this challenge does is if you didn't put all five fingers down, you could sigh with relief because you, did not, you were not as bad as, it, as you could have been. It was not as bad as it could be. Compared to others, you were okay. And last, as some of you were hearing the later prompts, Maybe you were raising an eyebrow. Yeah, some of them make sense. It sounds like a really good and important thing to do. Uh, we should obey our parents as long as it's reasonable. We should, um, we should not ignore warnings that are for our good. But when you get to the later prompts, you're starting to think, wait a minute. What does saying yes ma'am or yes sir have anything to do with honoring your parents? Why is that part of this list? Sure, it's a nice uh, mannerism to have, but is that really what God is saying? And that's the three big points that I want to impress upon us as we look at the Ten Commandments as a whole and as we look uh, at this commandment today because when we look at the rule of love, it's easy to blur the line between faithfulness and behavior management. Did I check all the boxes? Did I have all five fingers up? It's easy to blur the line between loving God earnestly versus doing the bare minimum, being just better than the person next to you. And it's easy to fall into the trap of creating extra rules that miss the point of how God wants us to live. We could take the Ten Commandments as a big game of a put-your-finger-down challenge rather than actually loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind and loving others as yourself. And so as we look this week at the Fifth Commandment, honor your father and mother, uh, I want to challenge us to think deeply about it in two points. First, 
honoring with your lips, and secondly, honoring with genuine love. So as we look at the fifth commandment again, we look at honoring with your lips and honoring with genuine love. As Connie read for us this morning, she opened up with the book of Exodus, where it says, Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land of the Lord, your, uh, that the land that the Lord your God has given you. You see, this is a pivot in the Ten Commandments where God transitions from commands that focus on Him and worshiping Him rightly, and then it pivots to show how we ought to love one another. And so by honoring our father and mother, we not only submit to our parents who raised us, but also those entrusted with caring for us in a broader societal sense. And with this commandment, there is a promise that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Here, God is not just talking about how long you'll live, as if following this command will make you live till you're 100 Instead, God is talking about experiencing God's blessings, being in the favor of God as you live in the land that he is giving you. That was the promise that the Israelites were clinging to, that they would be in the favor of God. It was not their military might that gave them that land. It was not their prowess, their intellect that brought them there. It was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and is bringing you into that land. And so turn to me and trust in the promise that I'm giving you. As we look at this commandment, keep in mind that, yes, this is emphasizing children obeying parents. Yet, at the same time, throughout all of Scripture, God repeatedly commands the parents to disciple and teach their kids in the way of the Lord. Just look at the book of Deuteronomy. Teach the law of God to your children. Talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. In every which way, uh, those who are in this leadership role, parental role, you are called to teach and care for your children that they walk in the way of the Lord. In this commandment, we see this intergenerational connection of faith where we, whether we are figurative parental figures, whether we are caretakers or a parent by blood, we exemplify faithfulness to God and teach it to those who are younger. And for those of us who are children, whether we are 14 or 40, we are called to respect the wisdom that our parents parental figures are giving us and learn from them. You see, there is a mutual responsibility, a responsibility on both sides to be a faithful parent and child within the family of God. And as it is true for the Israelites during their wilderness journey, it is true for us as we navigate life today in the 21st century. Think of it this way. This commandment is meant to represent a passing of a baton. As the parents trusted in the Lord, as they learned from God on Mount Sinai, they were supposed to pass off this faith, these truths to the next generation, from generation to generation, so that their children will live in faith and their children's children will live in faith, and so that they will grow and reflect the character and goodness of God for all the world to see. Yet, as we read through scripture and just know from our own human experience, 
we see that with each passing generation and with the reality of sin in this world, the parents uh, did not pass off the baton so much as they may have passed off a word like in a game of telephone. That's what we see happening here in Mark chapter 7. You see, through the generations of teachings and warnings and wanting to create guardrails so as to not break God's law, they inevitably created, the religious leaders, created their own put-a-finger-down challenge, so to speak, that at best is well-intentioned, yet it strays away from God, what God actually wants. Here is the irony of Mark 7. You see, the religious leaders wanted to honor their fathers and mothers by keeping these traditions. What traditions, you may ask? We see in verses 1 through 4, the traditions of washing your hands, washing your cups, your pots, your copper vessels, the places where you sit, as we see in verses 1 through 4. It's ironic One, because they are so focused on these external circumstances being clean on the outside, yet they do not deal with the dirtiness of their heart that is a result of greed, envy, and pride. This isn't the first time the religious leaders tried to call out Jesus and his disciples. Every step of the way, they were nitpicking. Who is he who has the ability to forgive sins? Why are your disciples picking grain on the Sabbath? Why are you not washing your hands? They were so caught up with these traditions and trying to find any way to undermine Jesus' authority. It's ironic because they dealt with their outward appearances and not their internal cleanliness. But it's even more ironic. It's actually very funny because they are specifically leaning into the traditions of their elders, yet they miss the heart of the fifth commandment and what God actually desires. That is why Jesus, uh, I would like to think sarcastically, says, congratulations, Uh, you've played yourself, you have fulfilled the prophecies of Isaiah. You are proving God to be true. But what? promises you you may ask? What are you actually fulfilling? Jesus says in verse 6 and 7, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. They were fulfilling the promise of judgment. And Jesus doubles down on this indictment, as we see in verses 10 through 13. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles his father or mother must surely die. But if a man tells his father or mother, mother, whatever you would gain from me is Corbin, that is given to God, then you are no no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. Not only did they add extra rules to God's laws, these laws, these extra rules actually contradicted what God was trying to get at. Rather than honoring your parents in old age by caring for them, by providing for them materially, they used this tradition, this extra rule as Corbin, uh, called Corbin. They used it as a legal loophole to avoid their responsibility. C. 
see this practice of Corbin that was once a way to setting aside resources for the temple, what was once an act of worship, it became uh, a practice to avoid caring for the parents when it actually cost them something. These religious leaders, in one, emphasizing the traditions of men and not the law of God, and two, contradicting the law of God, these religious leaders honored God with their lips, but their hearts were far from him. They were trying to check off the right boxes, appear good in front of others, yet not genuinely honor their fathers and mothers. These religious leaders here are meant to be a mirror to help us see the ways that we, too, may honor God with our lips, yet not our heart. While we do not have the practice of Corbin today, what are some of the ways that we fall short of the fifth commandment? Maybe helpful to start with parents, because, again, we often hear this commandment in terms of children honoring their parents. So for us parents, uh, how are we raising our children? What exactly are we teaching them through our words and actions? Think about it this way. What is that one conversation that you have over and over again with your child? How does your public personality line up with how they see you at home? How are we holding our children to standards that we cannot uphold ourselves? Is there any room for grace if they were to fail? As a parental figure, we are called to be a model to our children. We're supposed to model God, the Heavenly Father, to them. Are we doing so? How does that show in, our, in the way that we live our lives? While not all of us are parents, all of us are children. So whether you are growing up or are, or are already an adult, how can we take seriously the wisdom that comes from the experiences of life that your parents have had? How do we honor our parents in our submission and obedience? Maybe... Some of you here are waiting for the day that you could just press the eject button. I'm going to be an adult, and I'm going to start living my life the way I want. No looking back. Is that how we treat um, our family? For all of us, regardless of life stage, again, there is a reality where we are all spiritual children and spiritual parents to one another within the church? Do we see a responsibility to engage with, to learn from, and to teach one another according to the Word of God? One of the joys of being a pastor is to see um, children being baptized into the church. And embedded in that process is that question to all of us in the congregation. Do we promise? Do we commit ourselves to the growth and development of this child. And that is something we adhere to as members of a church. Do we live that out on a day-to-day basis?
That is the challenge for us this morning. Rather than checking off the boxes of saying, yes, uh, I listened to what my parents have said this morning. Rather than checking off the boxes, yes, I taught my child the quote-unquote right thing. In our whole lives, in a holistic sense, are we teaching? Are we learning from? Are we submitting to? Are we humbling ourselves before one another? Whether we are those in positions of leadership or are those who are under their leadership. The challenge for us then is to transition from just honoring God with our lips to honoring God and one another through genuine love. In the religious leaders, we can see the ways that they fall short of the fifth commandment, and we can see the ways that we fall short of the fifth commandment. Yet, the, for, the way forward might still be a little fuzzy. How can we avoid mere behavior management? How can we avoid the mentality of just being good enough? How can we avoid making up new rules that God does not command? It is ultimately through God who gives us new sight, a new set of lenses that helps us walk in faithfulness. And to start with that, we see a clear picture of God's work in this world. Because you see, while our first parents, Adam and Eve, back in the garden, failed to honor God, our Heavenly Father laid for them and laid for us a promise of hope. God the Father gave grace and began His plan of salvation and set it in motion. Even as generation after generation failed to live up to God's commands, God still promised and was laying before them a way out. While the religious leaders here fulfilled the prophecies of judgment, God was fulfilling his prophecy of salvation through his son. It was this Jesus, the son of God, our older brother, who honored the heavenly father perfectly in his life on earth. He not only praised God with his lips, but he lived out his life in perfect obedience. There were no shortcuts taken, no loopholes exploited. Jesus obeyed to the point of death on the cross. He paid the full cost of judgment, the judgment we deserved, so that we can receive the promise of salvation, the inheritance of eternal life as children of God by faith. It is because of Jesus' death and resurrection we now have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us that is the seal, the security that says that you are not just good enough before the eyes of God, you are perfect. More than that, this Holy Spirit not only makes us good in the sight of God, he, this Spirit helps us genuinely honor our parents uh, to be honorable parents and to ultimately reflect and love our Heavenly Father and show that to the world around us. So children, again, whether you're 14 or 40, can you honor your parents? Can you follow in the footsteps of our older brother Jesus? Not because the parents are honorable, not because they have something to offer you, but because in doing so, you are honoring God, the Heavenly Father. Can our faithfulness 
And submission be not out of what we get out of it, but out of the sacrificial love and wanting to honor the God who so loved us. So parents, whether by blood or as a caretaker in any capacity, can you display grace like our Heavenly Father? Can you show our children, whether physical or spiritual, glimpses of what it means to be loved and adored by the God who gave up His Son for us so that we might be one with Him? This does not mean that we blindly obey, and it does not mean that we blindly deserve all reverence. But as, again, we humble ourselves just as the God of the universe humbled himself in his Son. Can we commit to being a multi-generational family of God, caring for one another, submitting to one another, loving one another, and honoring one another? just as our God has done for us. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for the work that he has done on the cross that not only gives us a second chance, but gives us the fullness of life. God, I pray that we cling to this truth. I pray that this could be the corrective lens so that we can love sacrificially, even when it comes at a cost to ourselves. Help us learn how to do that well. Help us walk in wisdom in light of all of this. In your name we pray. Amen.